1: FM to get started. What's up, After Buzzes? We're back with another installment of the Magician's After Show. We're talking season three, episode seven. We're talking pokes AIDS. That's right. We're talking eggs. We're talking Benedict. Do you see what I did there? We have a special guest, so stick around. You're tuning into the destination for TV Super Fan discussion. After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You know, we'll get it in one, one week. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. And see? See? We got a light party. This is why I say it every week. This is why you guys need to be watching the YouTube stream. But remember, if you're on iTunes, guys, that's right. It's the Magician's After Show right here on After Buzz TV. We're talking Season 3. We're talking Episode 7. We're talking poached eggs. But and more importantly than that... We've got a very special guest, a Yay! friend of the show, Thank you. one of our absolute favorite people on the planet, <laughs> coming back. Yes. He directed this episode this week. You can find him online at the Joshua Butler because he's Joshua Butler. That's right. What's you. happening, Josh? What's happening, Ty? Man, so happy to have you here. Good to yes. be here, yes. Agent Joel.
2: Amazing. Yeah, thank I you. I was you.
0: Noticing I know. The oh in yeah, color. no. Those
1: checkers.
0: <laughs>
2: you can't replicate those checkers.
0: No kidding. No, no, yes. Hopefully the uh, the lights picking them up. Anyway. Oh man,
1: guys. <laughs> Uh, uh, one more week, our our uh, lead host, Carrie Lane, is not with us, but she will be back, same time, same channel, next week. For now, in her stead, my name is Ty Matthews. Y'all can find me on all forms of social media, at Ty Matthews PMA. Joining me, as always, the rest of the squad, my favorite crew. That's
2: you go. It's me? It's my drink? Yeah. Hi, i Monique. I have been here a while. I forgot how to host. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Monique and every week
3: at BlackGirlNerds.com. Oh, oh boy. Hey, guys, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow.
1: That's right, that's right, I'm excited to get into it A lot happening, a lot happening this week But Josh, tell us about what's been going on in your neck of the woods lately
0: Oh yeah, I did uh, direct two episodes of this show this season There you go And it's a great, great season Mm -hmm. Um, I'm biased, of course Of course, naturally, naturally (laughs) But I, I think this show's on fire Absolutely, of course. And, now, uh, this is
1: this is how many episodes for you all, to, all together for the magicians? Uh, I've done five. Okay. You, you've now seen four of
0: them if mm-hmm. you're watching the show regularly. Right. Um, my fifth one will be the second to last one this season. Ooh, so. all right. That's they yeah. drop
2: the bombs! You know? Yeah, a nice. lot going Big on in that
0: episode. Yeah, nice. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sworn to secrecy, but a lot of great stuff going on. There. Of
1: course, yeah. of course. So, how has, has how how have things changed or evolved in season three compared to seasons one and two?
0: Well, everybody's getting in a groove, I think. I, you know, it's like, this show has such a specific tone that, you know, it's like hard to explain to people because it's kind of a comedy, but mm-hmm. it's also like not like crazy over the top and it's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of scary and it's kind of, you know, um, fantasy sci-fi, but... but meta at the same also time nerdy. I've been so referring it's...
2: people to Bojack Horseman I'm like, Bojack if Horseman the, yeah, yeah yeah you know the tones and themes of Bojack Horseman you can transition right. interesting. into interesting pretty easily which is also another show
0: that's hard to explain to people you know
2: so
3: horse but LA that's weird you gotta dive in a horse horseman Bojack Horseman it's all right it's all right you know you do
1: but no, yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, there is there is sort of a scary element and with the the introduction of the fairies and the fairy queen and everything. Yeah. It has taken on a much more, a lot of these subplots have become almost more like horror uh, adjacent. Yeah. Exactly,
0: yeah. And it's just to, to, to balance that and to, to sort of keep that grounded and have everybody um, be out there taking chances, you know, from a performance standpoint, from a writing standpoint, from a directing standpoint. It's all like, like trying to push yourself but like find that that edge but not mm-hmm. not go over it so the show's very it's like you could do one thing that's is a little too far and people will check out so you just have to
1: find that 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 fine line i yeah. think right 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 and we've definitely seen uh boundaries being pushed i mean we 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 start the episode with Margot talking about about Fomar and having to kind of read him a bedtime story. <laughs> one of the one of the more graphic scenes that we saw this season was of his brother getting decapitated yes, at the wedding yes, ceremony.
0: Indeed, <laughs> um, which I didn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, right? directorial, but right. Uh,
1: I'm happy to inherit the episode after that. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, of course.
0: Yeah. So with that
1: with that we find that that Margo and Tick and Elliot they're they're waiting for this kind of shift change to happen. Uh, so that they can spring their their plan into action. They're finally planning to take the fairy queen down. And
3: they got chicken pox. Of course, chicken pox. The
1: feathers were so
3: great. You knew
1: the second that someone said that, that Tick was going to misinterpret it somehow. Mm. Yes. One of our favorite kind of running gags this season has been Tick. Kind of misinterpreting things and taking things literally. Yeah, Riz is so good with that. So yeah, good. So such a talented I'm guy.
3: I'm mansplaining because I'm a man. God. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. probably my favorite line yeah. of the whole season yeah. so far. Truly.
1: Um, but and and now talking about the fairy queen, I wanted to talk about working with Candace Kane because oh, yeah, her portrayal of this queen has been so kind of spot on and so yes. chilling. This uh this season what was it like kind of kind of directing her and working with her
0: well, she also happens to be one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Ooh. I mean, she's she's amazing. Um, that's so always at all, that's many, always the yeah. case yeah. with Yeah, that, you know, that, that yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know, she she comes in and and you're like you hugs and then like two hours later, she she's in the fairy queen makeup, and you're like, oh <laughs> yeah. wow, you know, so black scary. contact lenses, and you're like, oh, ah, <laughs> of <laughs> yeah. course, of course. But, um, but no, she she gets in the zone, and 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 I I just love I love working with her. She's just so intense, like. Um, when when she's in 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 the queen mode, and then like after we finish shooting, it's just back to you know. Yeah, I yeah, saw her in an episode of
3: um, Grey's Anatomy like two weeks ago, and I was like, Oh right,
1: <laughs> oh oh right, she's friendly. She's
3: like <laughs> a whole yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you kind of forget that. that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of forget it if, like, oh. if
0: you
1: uh, have a full day of shooting with her. You're like, Oh right, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <I know>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Now speaking of of new cast members, we also got introduced to Felicia Day as Poppy Klein. yes, uh, mm. pretty recently. Yes, um, I love this this whole dynamic with her and Quentin, the and
3: ageless how, Felicia Day.
1: Right, exactly. We talked about that last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh a, yeah, dozen A's a day. Of yeah. Buffy, yeah, totally. that's right, <laughs> exactly.
3: Totally. Wait, was
1: she on Buffy?
2: Wasn't she one of the? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she was one of the the girls in the last season Really? And Buffy was I am D P
3: check. I
2: feel like yes.
3: Because then she truly is ageless cuz i'm just thinking eureka <laughs> um,
0: well and the amazing thing for me is that like you know she's got such a youtube you know following yeah. oh, she of course. sort of is youtube mm-hmm. kind of. i mean she kind of she got in early. <laughs> she
3: equated just, like, it early created it launched it yeah, and then, and yeah exactly popular, i know I mean, and and, sure.
0: and when you work with her she's just a, a wonderful wonderful actor as well and again very nice person and then you're like and you she walks outside and mm-hmm. you know you've got this She's got this entire fan base from 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 the YouTube years that are. just... Oh yeah,
3: she was totally V in two thousand three. Well, there you go,
0: Joe. Wow, wow. Man, I, I rewatch
3: Buffy
2: once a year, so
3: <laughs> it's a love. What
0: can you do? That's awesome. I didn't know
2: <laughs> that. And Friends, it's just it's just a hardcore binges for me. Uh, there you go. yeah, things about no, I, I keep wanting to jump ahead to the Psych Awards. Oh please, because I can't remember. Have you directed a, of a Psych Awards episode yet? I was trying to look up your episodes before
0: and uh, I could not remember if that was like the a you've been in. Psych Ward. Was that, that was introduced this season, right? Or is that? No, no, uh, to, to no, no,
3: no
2: that was I mean, we've seen a few but yeah. at this yeah. point. This specific Psych Ward seems to be unique and different, but I was yeah. curious if you had directed one of the Psych Ward episodes before. Four. Oh, no, actually, your no, I,
0: you're one. right, because J- Jamie Conway did the first... Well, well mm-hmm. obviously, Quentin, the classic shake-it-off mm-hmm. psych of ward. Of course. Right? Yeah. Well, this was a new psych ward the we found totally, for yeah. this episode, so we, we, I remember location scouting this as, as a new location.
2: What but. are you guys looking for in a, in in a new a, psych ward? Right, right. exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to find like something that resembles a psych ward that actually is not... A psych where there's one location in Vancouver that everyone uses as a psych where, in mm-hmm. fact, I did use there was an episode I did last year, it was uh, episode 210, where uh, Julia was locked in the dungeon, and that was an actual psych ward that <laughs> oh. we shot in. <laughs> oh, no. So, but that was, you know, when she was, you know, she was locked yeah. up because she lost her shade. That, that mm-hmm. episode. But but then the joke is, this is a an abandoned school that's playing a psych ward in this uh, episode. Same difference. So, she look so, like know, a principal's office. Just matching up. You yeah, know, there you go. Go. Totally. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, yeah, looking back at it now, I'm like, yeah, that feels like my horrible, horrible, mm-hmm. you know, my high school wasn't that bad, but it was just kind of like bland and not enough windows. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's...
2: That's like a whole thing in the 70s. They thought children would learn better if they didn't have windows. Oh, boy. Yeah, so my middle school has an atrium in the middle, but it was like all brick Oh, so none of the classrooms had windows, so we were just in the dark. It was not a great learning environment. All us
3: ninety kids still paying for our, our parents. <laughs> <stakes>.
1: so, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> now we we got a lot of people talking in the chat. We got Trent King, Renji Nehemiah Burton. We're talking. They're talking about Drunk Dean Fogg oh. who's like, I love this version of the Dean, just yeah. the Dean that's just kind of over it all.
3: Thirty five percent more tolerant with magic. That's right. That's like. right. Oh, I, that's gotta be a blow to the system. Yeah. Oh, I use boy. One.
2: Explains why he's always so like cheerful, though. Yeah, yeah. he was Especially dealing with all the oppression.
3: Like, he was like, "Oh no, the world is great for me." <laughs> Nothing's not nothing. I, I mean, honestly, as a black person in America, if I had magic, I'd be like fifty percent more talented.
1: That's, that's right. right. <laughs> he Thirty-six. I was like, okay, so consume those numbers
3: there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I totally get it.
1: But yeah, I love. Yeah, it's it's the the kind of Dean where after something catastrophic happens, he just kind of will. Screw it, you know?
3: Well, I, I love how he called Julia out for, like, what do you call it? He said, like, you're... Uh, entitled, like, millennial en- exactly. so, okay. <laughs> entitled millennial bullshit. Exactly. It's millennial bullshit. I was like, oh, yeah, that's... You know, actually, he doesn't know the whole story about Julia. You kind of forget that he doesn't really know everything that's happened to her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's, like, the exact response that this version of Dean Falk would have. Because he's just like, I don't have time for this. You're making excuses for not getting shit done.
1: Right, 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 right.
3: I like
2: that he's uh, upset that they're not doing things when he's literally doing nothing. Yeah, he's just in there <laughs> drinking. He, he,
3: he you just, know. He's it's just, just barking
2: eyes. at people yeah. like, you stole magic and you gave away your magic and you don't know how
3: to use that magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to kill you. <laughs> he calm down. Like, pick a side, Jesus. Yeah. But
1: I love it. Absolutely. We have more of that. Now, there's, there's so much happening in this episode between... Margot and Elliot kind of trying to enact this plan to overthrow the Fairy Queen. Mm-hmm. We've got um, uh, Quentin and Poppy trying to sort of break Katie out with mm-hmm. Penny's help of the psych ward. Mm-hmm. But we've also got this, this subplot of Alice having to kind of her body sort of rejecting this magic mm-hmm. that that uh, Julia tried to transfer into her because it's not for her using the voltaic transfer because it's not for her exactly. So what do you, what do you guys think about this this whole kind of um, this dynamic between between Alice and Julia and everything that's happening? Oh
3: man, I think it's just nice to see them play together for once. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really have that many episodes where it's Alice and Julia Alice and Julia on an adventure right. for a long time it was <laughs> like Julia and Katie and then they were the only two that interacted with each other um, so it, it's nice to see just like the who they are now because I feel like if they had met in season one it would have been the reverse mm. Julia would have been the more aggressive one and Alice would have been the more like we have to do this this way and we have to like be reasonable totally, so totally. it's like they've kind of reversed characters which is fun to see
2: uh, they're definitely our two most damaged characters at this point in the storyline and it's interesting to see not just the parallels and how they interact with one another but how they deal with the trauma that they've suffered Um Especially where Julia's like, I just don't want to be responsible for this pain anymore. Like, maybe if I can give it to Alice, who is thriving off of pain, she's like, yes, give it all to me. I will hurt, and through that hurt, I will be able to create great things or learn a lot of things. So it's interesting to see them trying to manage that. I really like their fight in the park.
1: (laughs) Just from the vampire to everything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you talk at all about... um, First of all, I guess alice's rage and that hit like i feel like there's a lot of ways to interpret what's happening inside of alice in that moment whether it's just like i'm upset that you are trying to take this back or is she just generally angry at the entire world and just has no outlet for this now
0: yeah i think it's a it's it it's almost like this um uh in involuntary response Mm -hmm. to to Um, Julia's sort of trying to parent her I think you know and we we just sort of played it as kind of something she did uh, you know not even realizing the force of what she has inside her and then instantly regretting it so so it was that kind of you know moment of okay it happened and then all of a sudden it's over and you're like oh shit is she okay
3: and what's it been like especially with the characters of Alice and Julia watching them from like season one uh, into season three where they have kind of become very different people at this point. Well,
0: I think you said it very articulately. I think that it was interesting because, you know, my first episode was... um Homecoming in season one, and it, it was uh, homecoming. Why am I calling homecoming? I am calling it homecoming. I got. I directed a vampire <laughs> Diaries episode called Homecoming as well. I, I realize how many things I've directed. It with, all comes with sorry. home in the title. I've done two shorts. with home Anyway, um, <laughs> Homecoming. Yeah, because because you know Alice was that very much that you know mm-hmm. um, very. Let's do this by the book. Let's mm-hmm. figure this out. Let's mm-hmm. and and Julia was out there, you know, with the hedge witches and all that. And now yeah, now it's this very much this role reversal that, that I think is, is very interesting, you know. Yeah. As Alice sort of went out and to the niffin dark side.
3: <laughs> and then, can I ask I don't know if you know anything about this, but like in terms of costuming
0: mm. <laughs> like there've yeah. been
3: like some changes in like certain people's style. Like I've noticed um I don't know. I'm always looking at colors because Breaking Bad just like destroyed me, and I'm like, sure. is there a color theme? Is there a color theme to this?" Well, Penny
1: Penny would probably yeah. be the most glaring example now, yeah, n- now especially now that soothe. he's yeah, yeah, he's
3: got that simple knot tie. He's got still the, the knotless tie,
1: which is wild to me. Yeah, it's so
3: mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. But like with with I guess with like with everyone in general, how like Elliot and Margo have become a lot more glamorous in terms of their style, and then also um, Alice is, is like a little bit sexier but still kind of Alice. She's moving mm. into full Matrix territory. Yeah. Like, long, like, black, <laughs> flowy coats and, and things. Like, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you have any, like... Well, the costume designer
0: on The Magicians, uh, she is a just a, a mad genius. So mm-hmm. just incredible. Her name is Magalie and um, she's just uh, incredibly French in, yeah, okay. in all the best <laughs> the best ways possible. She and 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 everything you've just said, she obsesses over and stays up at night thinking about color, thinking about mm-hmm. style, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's a meaning really to every choice she makes, and she makes a lot of very bold choices. And makes a lot of the costumes herself, and and oh, wow. and and it's. The the thing is the crazy part about the the fillery stuff is that there's there's literally like twenty to twenty five pieces to each costume, so um, you, you have to schedule it because if a character has a costume change in the middle of of, of a shoot day, it's like uh. you really have to plan for it because right. Magley's made it so complicated and mm-hmm. it, it does so on screen. I mean, we live in a world of high def four K, so you know if you really examine what she's doing, it's pretty amazing but it also helps I think the actors to really feel and get into the characters and, and for Olivia too I think mm-hmm. you know for this kind of iteration of Alice and then also where Stella is with Julia I think mm-hmm. you know Magali gives them a, a tool that they can use as actors to you know just in terms of how they, they, they fit in their clothes and, and, and what that means for them so mm-hmm. yeah all those decisions are very much taken seriously
2: before we move away mm-hmm. from the parking lot Alice uh Julia scene. Vampires in this world are everything to me and I would really appreciate it if we could explore them more. Like his whole conversation of like you're not the usual fangirl type. I was like get out yes! Show me a fangirl trying to get turned into a vampire and that life is like nothing that she expected. Like they are so uh much livelier, I think, than you were used to either like Anne Rice melancholy vampires mm-hmm. or Stephanie Meyer's sparkly vampires or mm-hmm. you know, no vampires your traditional like monster vampire. Mm-hmm. I love like human vampires. Like, damn, these little girls are coming out here. You know, what? I'm going to make a quick buck off yeah. of all of them.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. I like that the the like magical creatures of the magicians are kind of just like messed up humans like they're not you know usually you see them and uh, you, you see a vampire and they'd have like this kind of glamour to them and i feel like this guy would turn you into a vampire and also maybe sell you a little bit of coke on the side
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> <totally> <laughs> like that. you're in the car room and they were making a deal like a coke deal totally yeah, of course so let's just slide though she put the money in the cup that is like yeah my key <laughs> That's like, amazing! I didn't even catch that.
3: Bacchus will definitely get you some angel dust if you're if you're looking for it. You know, oh, of course. Can we talk right? about yeah. snorting the magic dust? That's oh, right. That's right. What? That's right. <laughs> fairy dust, y'all. It's fairy dust. Is it? <laughs> yes. wow. They said it's like an excrement from a magical creature, from a rare magical creature. I was like, oh, that's Is totally it? fairy dust. No one wow. else got it? <laughs> yeah.
2: Her magic was a little sparkly. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. A- I love it. But, but thank you by the way about the vampire uh, comment because I, I was involved in the casting of Vince you yes know, which, and, and awesome. very much what you said was how we looked at how to cast that role yeah. you know like and I know I, I knew Cat Tur- Turton he's a great um, Canadian actor mm-hmm. he, he's been in a lot of great independent films there's one called Gypsy 83 I saw years ago that that I remembered him from and, and he's been in I think iZombie recently and, and mm-hmm. he's, he's just one of those people that when he walks in a room you just sort of buy him as that person like, <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't think that there's anything really magical about what's going on with him in in this sort of well I mean in the sense of it being like this over the top
1: mm-hmm. um
0: genre trope, you know, we it's sort of much more fun to see, I think, a vampire who's just kind of world weary and has you know, has, has lived a little a few hundred years too long and has just yeah. seen a few too many fan girls come as well. You know, it's like right. okay. That yeah.
3: makes more sense if you've lived for hundreds and hundreds of years that you'll just can't be kind of jaded versus yeah. being like Still, especially since society life. kind
0: of lionizes <laughs> vampires, you know, it's yeah. like you know, just mythically kind of put them on a pedestal. So, you know, if, if I was a vampire, I'd probably have his kind of cynicism as yeah. well. So, so I yeah. thought he did a really nice job with that.
1: Yeah, now we talked about, about Penny before. Let's get into kind of what's, what's sort of next for Penny. We see the scene between him and Quentin where. They're coming up with this super convoluted kind of plan mm. for him to go to the Underworld. Because as we saw, Benedict had that key when he got swallowed up by the dragon mm-hmm. in the Abyss. Mm. So now it's up to Penny to not only go to the Underworld to try and retrieve that key, but to to do it uh, in book form, yep. to to become a book, to write on the back of this bookworm, this uh, Albanian pygmy dragon, mm-hmm. and then... ride ride that dragon down to the underworld get that key and then come back
3: I guess and I I just had this thought but how is he going to get the key because he can't I guess he has to he has to go into the key Mm -hmm. he can't touch things Mm -hmm. but if he goes into the key is he just going to be like morose and not want to do anything he'll be able
2: to move for sure because we kind of established that before so
3: they need Victoria Veronica, somebody's gonna have to be actually. down there. Hopefully,
2: Victoria. one of the other librarians, maybe no, the, the traveler, Victoria. Victoria. Well, that's what they were. Yeah, right, right. With her, I know there's a lot I, of things. I'm like, a little confused in that part. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. It. I am really like critical of the show because it, it hits so many fan service moments for me mm-hmm. that I just want to dissolve into it. I want to live in the world of the magicians. It's like perfect. Um, but I've always had a problem with like. Penny. Like, I, I love Penny, and I, I always felt like he was the least developed of all the characters, and that we didn't see him a lot, and I didn't really know, like, why is he here, other than to be, like, moody and angry, and, like, over the past three episodes, like, Penny's become, like, a full person, and it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Like, Arjun Mm -hmm. Gupta has been killing this role since day one, and he's, like, so devoted to the fans. If you don't follow Arjun Gupta on Twitter, you're, like, wasting your time. Like, you need to go on there and follow him, because he is, really here for fans and for watching it live and talking to you guys, like, Mm -hmm. while you're watching it, which Mm -hmm. is really fun, and it makes it, like, a whole experience. But to see Penny this week, like, finally confess, like, Katie, like, I'm just lucky to know you. I was like, what? Like, you're having an emotion? Like, you've grown up, you're like a full adult now?
3: But when it comes to Katie, Penny's always had emotion. Because when they had to do that vulnerability test of season one, Mm -hmm. and they had to be naked, and he's Mm -hmm. like, I love you, and like, I've never said that before, and all that kind of stuff, and she was like fuck off, Katie. <laughs> but, but he's always like, dang it, Katie. Mm. <laughs> so like maybe,
2: but he, I feel like he's never really been in control of his emotions. And no, he's,
3: never, he's never been as adult as he probably was in that moment. It's always poles.
2: It's mm-hmm. always like one extreme to the other. Like either mm-hmm. I'm fully in or I'm completely out. And for him to make a choice about how he wants to proceed with his existence, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say life. you definitely dead bro um (laughs) (laughs) i know you're not a ghost technically but you're for sure dead yeah um like it, it's it's exciting and it makes me like really excited to see his next like arc and it made me want to root more for Penny and Katie like I root for Penny and Katie since like season one when I'm like oh yeah ship it adorable and then they were just so problematic or I'm like maybe it's healthier if you do a parlor like this just right, doesn't feel yeah. like it's going anywhere and now I'm I'm back on the ship I'm like this is perfect <laughs> I just I really love where Penny's going I cannot wait to see him go into the under like. World, it's going to be so weird and crazy and scary because, like, totally out of head. We had no idea what's happening down there, but we're going to, get to see a pygmy albino albino dragon, which is going to be so exciting. Mm-hmm. I love dragons, and I really like the way they showed the dragon the first time.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. definitely! It's all just, the all the dragons that we've seen thus far on the show mm-hmm. have been awesome, so impressive. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: um,
1: now, one little thing that I that I loved about this episode was. The return of of Todd and Ren and Frey from New York, and just them kind of going on and on, and on about the things that they saw. <laughs> Was
3: it the Square
0: of Time? The Square, yes! <laughs> the square of Time, yeah. It's a great scene. Now yeah. I
1: wanted to talk about kind of the the sort of crossing over of those worlds, taking people that are that are generally staying in filler and kind of transplanting them into to sort of this realm, because it does seem like the different realms and stuff have they have such their own kind of look and such their own aesthetic that like how do you how do you kind of approach kind of crossing things over like that?
0: Well that's actually a great question because we we talked about that and it goes starts with costume, you know, mm-hmm. it starts with how <clears throat> how fillery versus earth do you want to make the mm-hmm. people who are crossing back and forth, you know, and it's it, it was again a, a big question. And um that scene just seemed um to be so funny, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elle Lipson, who wrote the episode, just, it just, I mean, the scene just made me laugh right off the top. So the, the goal, I think, was to see characters that, like, you only see in Fillory. I just thought, you know, it's fun to see Fenn in, you know, tourist clothes. And, mm-hmm. um, the Todd, yeah, if you go on Twitter right now, it's a picture of me, um, behind the scenes. I wore that, uh, sort of Statue <laughs> of Liberty, uh, <laughs> Uh, hat while I was directing, uh, this is very funny. Uh, I just, I the, yeah. I just think that's a it's a great comic conceit, and so yeah. you know, it's 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 just it's just again that balance of like, is it too weird to see characters? I think Fen is the, the the big question because you mm. really have only seen her in filly, yeah. right? You know, and to see her in Earth clothes, but she's not really committed fully to to being in Earth. Type of she doesn't fit into that environment very easily. It's like so.
3: I'm gonna quote something really random. Awesome. Uh, it's like Beastmaster through the portal of time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beastmaster. Yeah. Like, yay. When goes, like when he first goes to New York and it's yes. kind of like the shadow yes. water. Yes. Uh-huh. Or Ella
2: Enchanted. Or Ella <laughs> Enchanted. <laughs> totally yes. comes up from a sewer hole, with just all her yeah. big fluffy dress. Totally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. The Beastmaster reference <laughs> is good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Pulled out the Beastmaster. I've I been like. I heard. That's yeah, incredible. it's been a while since One I've talked about makeup. that. It's great. <laughs> but, it's
2: great.
3: It's
2: great. <laughs> I know she
0: mutates.
3: I love it. Yeah. But that's what I. Thought. I kind of feel like. Like oh, okay, it's nice to see you. because I only see that because you see the first Beastmaster, which is all based in in his world, and so it's kind of like you've seen Fen only in her world. I'm sorry. Right. i'm Sorry, this is making me sad. I'm going to see her like kind of. I, I would love an episode where we get to see her, and I think we talked about this. Um, when um, oh my god, why am I blinking on the actress's name? Brittany, Brittany. Yeah. when yes. Brittany was here about how it would be nice to see like an episode where we follow them into like New York. Sure. Like, What's it like for them to be in that world? And,
1: and and I feel like it would be very much like Enchanted, where you just mm-hmm. see her, just kind of wondering at everything yeah. that's happening. Even like like uh, Frey talking about the man that urinated next to her. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> like Frey was like a, a solo teenager who just got back from Disneyland. She's like, I don't want to do this time. Right? It right. was awful. Like a kid yeah. puked in that room. my whole experience No, it didn't, girl. I saw you on the roller coaster. You were having a good time.
3: <laughs> Calm down. I had a great Disney World. wasn't fun when I went. To Boo lies. <laughs> Disney is everything. <laughs>
0: Um, now, I, I particularly love how Femme is so happy about family style.
1: That's right, that, oh that my god, my, the family was style piece. That my personal
0: pizza? favorite in yeah. that scene. I don't oh, know
1: man. Yeah. Yeah. Also,
2: try to picture Todd as your tour guide. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, right? That's gotta be
0: a mess.
1: He's a mess, yes. When he <laughs> slips up and calls Elliot dad is another yes! one of my favorite right. moments. Oh, that was,
0: that was uh, one of many improvs that awesome. actually happened oh, yeah. in this episode. Yes, there was... Uh, It's just a great moment. We just said, okay, we're keeping that.
1: (laughs) Well, and we were talking about it a little before, is that like as as dark as this show gets, there are those moments of levity where it's, Mm -hmm. it just kind of, it it brings you back even just for a second, you know? And especially Todd, especially the stuff that we've seen of Todd the season when we found out that he was keeping the Margolem in his closet. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> just
3: for safekeeping,
1: you know. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nothing yeah. Else.
2: I was really explicit about staying out of that cabinet. Oh, my God, Todd, why? Oh, man. Why would you not well, just throw a padlock on that that's, padlock and walk exactly. away?
1: And that's such a perfect segue. Let's talk about about Frey finding these fairy eggs and sort of turning on on uh, on Elliot and, mm. and on, you know... Um, of uh, uh yep. Um, and just kind of selling them out because she thinks that she's a fairy,
3: yeah. Well, not even that she thinks that she's or a fairy, or that, uh, that, but that, that, that that's she like sees her true family, that she that.
1: sees the fairy queen as as a mother yeah. figure.
3: And even when b- before she sells them out, after Todd messes up and like she ends up seeing them, because he does like the one thing that, of course, if you say don't go here, people are gonna be like, Well, obviously, well, what's there, there yeah. <laughs> um, of just having Finn kind of trying to be like, She's not your family, even Todd being like. He's like, your, your role name's Frail Human. Like, mm. do you think she said that because she loves you? Right. So to get all of that and for her to still be so naive is really sad. But then, all I gotta say is, I called
1: it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you She's did. She's not their daughter. <laughs> 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 it just went in the predict- prediction game probably three seasons strong. Well, I,
3: well because cause when they first um, announced that they had a daughter, and then you have that whole scene between Margot and Elliot where they're like, no, that, that's such a trope to fall into. And I was like, yeah, this a trope, and I kind of hope they don't follow into it. But mm. it would be, be funny too if they did. So. Sure,
1: sure, sure. So,
3: but it was nice to just finally have that confirmed. Of course. Well, as far as we know.
1: Right, Figures right, right, right. Too. But then, but then, once that happens, kind of let's talk about what that does to to Fen's psyche. It's sort of like it. I feel like it breaks the one thing that was grounding her. You yeah. know.
2: The show's done a really great job of exploring uh, traumas kind of like we talked about before and sure. in this episode, of course. We get Julia finally confronting, like, look, this is going to be something I have to deal with for a long time, and it's just a responsibility that I either take on or I, let like, consume me. Mm-hmm. It, to see uh, Frey kind of... Her friend? No. Frey, Frey. The daughter, right? Frey, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Frey, uh, it gets confusing sometimes. I understand. friend and Frey is close. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. To see Frey not only recognize that she's, like, not part of them like triggered something in me in this like if you want to take it to levels of like what it's like to discover that you're black like as a kid and be like oh so i'm like very different Mm. like and the world's gonna treat me differently and to see like you know the queen just turn around and be like yeah, no, you don't even get to talk. Like, I'm taking everything away. Like, mm-hmm. your voice, everything. It's interesting that she gets a choice on how she wants to react after that, though. That um, we know of. Yeah. At least the Queen tells us that. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder where she goes or, or what she does. I feel like she's going to be something that we're going to have to watch out for. Uh, she could definitely be a force to be reckoned with if she is not dead already.
1: Yeah. Right.
3: I, I mean, I'm more curious to see what's going to happen with, with Fen because... Um, she's already kind of gone through that that uh PTSD of having mm-hmm. lost a child or assuming that she you know lost a child not through death but through just like someone taking the child and now to have it confirmed that yeah there were things that she may have suspected right after the birth but she just kind of ignored um that's probably even more heartbreaking but she seems to be i guess dealing with it in a somewhat. She's not better converting way. to log baby. She's not having you know? a log baby, but at the same time, I, I, you know, seeing her sharpen that knife, I'm like, Ooh. she's angry. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, I was like, that's probably even worse. I love it yeah. if they turned the
2: tables on us and Fen was the torturer. <laughs> oh,
3: you know? right, right, right. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she is like a, a knife. What a, is a knife wielder yeah, yeah, the yeah. son of a. A daughter of a.
1: Or yeah, knife yeah, paper. sorry, the
3: daughter yeah, yeah. And Brittany, exactly.
0: by the way, just just as dedicated as she is to the entire process, she went to knife sharpening school for many yes! weeks yes! before that. See, it looked
2: like she knew what she was <clears> doing. She did, thing. and then yeah, she right?
0: was our, she was our consultant on set after that. <laughs> Oh, so, nice. Wow! Yeah, you're like you really didn't have to do that. We probably could have
1: picked it, but she's <laughs> she better
0: to learn. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. she's because you have it. She's all in. <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So we get we get a lot of these super deep dynamics between between Finn and, mm-hmm. and and Elliot and and with Frey and everything. But I think one of my favorite parts of the episode was this conversation between Elliot and Margot in the coach, where we we get that that sort of conversation where Margot's like, "Look, you don't." You can't really understand this. This was all just handed to you, mm. and I w- I wanted to, to ask you about kind of the difficulty of approaching these super in- interpersonal dynamics when so much so much bigger is happening with with magic and all these different worlds. But when it all comes down to it, it's about these super deep moments between like best friends, in the case of Margot and Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, just, just kind of yeah, tell us a little bit about approaching scenes like that and how kind of I imagine it's a delicate needle to thread.
0: It's very delicate, yeah. Mm. I mean, especially with, with um Summer and Hale because, you know, they're they're so like always commenting on the world. There's there's something very meta, I think, about their relationship and, mm. and the way they always sort of their 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 style of humor and their Bond that's based on that that kind of sarcasm that you know where they're always sort of telling it like it is, Mm -hmm. and so to kind of transition them into something that's sentimental without being cheesy Mm -hmm. is is always the 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 needle that you're threading with them. And Mm -hmm. so, great thing about Summer and Hale is that they're both so like incredibly they have such craft both of them, and they're so willing to play but those scenes require a lot of, of you know experimentation on film and mm-hmm. we do a lot of takes just to sort of try coming at the scene in different ways because you can come at it you know from a, a humor perspective or sort of something you know that's where you, where they're using humor is to deflect the real emotion or they're coming into it very emotional and then you know they're trying to use humor to sort of get themselves out of it. So it's it's just again that sort of balance I think. Mm-hmm. And they you know they they always they always find find a way to nail it, I think. Yeah, absolutely.
2: They even got the slip from like power like to being in power to just having zero power so fast and then just they're like we won. Like we stole your bed. <laughs> Tough, right. like, it's all over for you. And yeah. that slow like realization of like this bitch got us again. Like mm-hmm. how? Yeah. Oh, she is so good. Although she did say something that I've been predicting for a long time, which okay. is I am trying to help you. Yeah. And you're not listening. Uh, right. She fairies do this stuff. Together, they are jigsaw. They're like, well, I'm gonna give you what you want, but you're gonna have to play my game first. Right. And then she said, you're just not listening. And I feel like and then the just
3: chop off your foot. <laughs> just, and shoot this guy you'll be fine
2: it's not gonna be a fun game but you will get what you want
3: yeah
2: uh the fact that they drug them off into different directions really scares me those two they can we've seen them survive on their own but like they're so much stronger together and Mm -hmm. i'm just very terrified now like marvel's already dedicated an eye to this bullshit like i'm worried
1: right exactly and that's yeah that was kind of yeah jumping jumping ahead to that that last shot is such kind of like it's, it's such a great cliffhanger to go out on. Mm-hmm. Like, where where do you go from this when when it's a full-on revolt happening? <laughs> and
3: she's just screaming, I'm your queen, motherfuckers. But <laughs> no, like,
2: um, that's not a good take. That's how, no. I like, having
1: <laughs> me cake territory. <laughs> nah, no,
3: but, like, I think it speaks to a kind of... Um, how people in power don't always really realize what's going on with their people. And mm-hmm. how the fairy queen is probably shielding them from a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like, that... Maybe for their betterment and maybe not, and so to kind of have, because honestly, I don't think we really ever see any Philorion people that much that aren't really a part don't. of the castle already. Sure. So to see them throwing fruit and 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 starting um you know a, a riot essentially, I'm like, oh, okay, something's been going on, and then also for them to for the episode pretty much to open at least with um um Margot and Elliot. Of the uh, floaters being like, mm. like oh, staked.
1: absolutely staked. I was a grizzly.
3: I was like, <laughs> what was it like coming onto that set? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, well, you know, that was in in the works for several weeks, and you know, it's it's about figuring out the ways. All right, is do you, we do this with with actual actors who are in harnesses, or do you do them with uh, dummies. dummies? Dummies, and you know, and then we, we went with dummies, but then it's like, okay, how do you make them look cool, and uh, you know, where you know, do you line up the stakes six, three <laughs> on either side? And you know, which are which orchestration of the bodies look best, and the logistics of the and then I'm there on, and then when you know, because you do you set it up the day of TV goes so fast, you're not yeah. really doing this in advance, so, so you're standing there, and I was there for about an hour talking, like, where do we put the blood? And you know, mm-hmm. like,
3: it's like it's a day like, on Game of Thrones, basically, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> Well, no, that's right. A day do. on Game
0: of the Thrones, we have to do in two hours, you yeah, know, yeah, on, on exactly. this kind of a schedule. So, yeah, it's like, okay, no, we're blood here, you know. So it's it was very much a very clinical process, to, right? I got a lot of fake blood on my my clothes, that day. <laughs> but it's worth it. It was it was cool.
1: Now, yeah. now, elsewhere near the end of the episode, we see this this scene between Quentin and Poppy, where Quentin's just sort of yeah. having a having sort of a panic attack, and mm-hmm. she. Short-circuits it, as as she says, yeah. by, by kissing him and saying, hey, why don't we just have some fun? I Poppy
2: is a Jezebel. Right. <laughs>
1: <What? laughs>
2: she is leading you into temptation, and you need to steer clear of that.
1: No, I don't trust her. Don't dangerous. trust her one bit.
3: She is pretty... She's not n- untrustworthy. I yeah, will say that. But <laughs> right. at the same time, I am probably, in every relationship, Quentin and my exes are always poppy Because I'm like, but what is this? What about that? What about and like, and like, just come here and kiss me. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I you. <laughs> <laughs> you feel better now. So everyone yeah. kind of needs a poppy in their life, you know, for those freak out moments. So I get what she's doing in that moment. But I also don't trust her, because we find out that she... Bone Josh, and that's why. Oh, right. On spring uh, break. and That's like, why
1: Victoria hates him. Eh?
2: Mm-hmm. I just feel like how great a loss is Josh as a boyfriend? As a friend, I'd be pissed if somebody took Josh from me. Like, we couldn't be friends anymore. Like, that guy knows how to party and we were having a good time. But I don't know how much, like, he's off growing his tomatoes all the time. Like, how great of a boyfriend is Josh? <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, see it. I feel I like he'd be good. Yeah, I feel I like he'd so. be good. Yeah. We haven't seen that side of him. No,
1: uh, huh? Sure. We haven't seen, so seen, seen Josh just in Justin a while. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah right? I need him to come back. Josh is my favorite. <laughs>
0: we best. love Josh. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. Although it is confusing on set. Uh, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Not like, that one. But Trevor is uh, He's so funny, and he just he's so dialed into Josh. It's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, now we also see see Harriet, see Marley Matlin mm-hmm. return in mm-hmm. this in this episode, and I love that. That dynamic between her and Katie. Like, yeah. she's she's done doing all of these favors for Katie <laughs> she's over like, and over. I've
3: been helping you from jump. Right. <laughs> yes. I have received exactly. nothing in return. Katie's like, I'm one more, done. though. Just one. Yeah. Well, I promise this one's going to be worth it. It's not. I <laughs> watched the, the episode twice. And so the first time she did the, and then that, I was like, I don't know what that means. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And then the second time, because I kind of forgotten what that meant, because she goes and tells you afterwards. I was like, oh she's doing it. it's a trade I'll give you this and we'll do I was like oh that's I understand you see, it there you go. I'm so happy for myself <laughs>
0: well we actually we actually were on set and we we, we we actually think Jade came up with that idea of like why don't we try we shot it both ways mm-hmm. you know where we where we thought okay she's gonna say it as she signs it or she's not gonna say it and mm-hmm. then we're not gonna Subtitle it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a braver choice to go with, and I'll give Jade the credit for that idea because I think it was, that was, I think the more sophisticated choice.
3: Yeah. You know? And it, it makes you kind of lean into it more. It's like when, like on uh, Dexter, whenever they spoke Spanish on De- Dexter, there was no uh, mm-hmm. subtitles. Right, right, so right. So you right. kind of had to be like, I just missed a whole chunk of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta read the context. Like, I gotta go figure uh, out. I call my friends and like, be it, like, translate, yeah. help me. Yeah, so right. I think that's always kind of, and I know a lot of people don't like that, but I always like it when there's like a moment where it's like, this is just not, something you get to understand. Yeah, yeah, unless, exactly. you speak, yeah. unless
0: you uh, unless ASL. you know right, right, right. <laughs> ASL. You know or it. Spanish exactly, you know, exactly. It's like, so yeah, it just it, it's it, it, kind of it, not for you. It's not you know for that. you. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's for the people that that know and it kind mm-hmm. of makes you say, okay, maybe I should be more um uh, awakened to mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, Definitely not everybody speaks English stuff. in this yeah. world, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you got to, you know, you do have to, you know, step it up sometimes and figure
1: mm-hmm. it out. Right. So yeah, so we find out about this plan that they have to rob the library mm-hmm. in, in sort of their Another Heist. In their quest, another heist, of course. Love the heist we episodes. love the Magician Heist. Mm-hmm. Um and that that goodbye between Penny and Katie. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like Penny and Katie are just eternally stuck in like this sort of Han and Leia. I was just of supposed to, say I was sorry, to say that. I was to say I
3: was like, oh man, Penny will always be Leia and uh-huh. Katie will yeah. always be Han. <laughs> exactly. And she won't even give him an I know. No, exactly. Just nothing. He's right. like, I love you. And she's just like.
1: I was waiting for this to be the time that she said it back. <laughs>
3: nope. You know, she's never going to say it. What we're going to get is. I know. Right, no,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Katie's like, you yeah. know how I feel. Like, just right. deal yep. with that. Yeah. I, the, the goodbye was so hard, but it also, again, just seeing Penny, like, essentially, like, mount his horse and charge into battle, <laughs> I was like, right. this is everything.
1: Mm. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so going back to that, that parking lot scene that we were talking about, we see that kind of little... I, I guess you could call it a fight, in as much as it was as it, as it could have been,
2: mm. or the most epic bitch slap in epic history. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was just yeah. one move, just bam. I was like,
3: <laughs> damn.
1: and that's so what made blood. her realize, like, okay, you I've can gone have, have too it. Far. Yep, I've yeah, I've got too far.
3: Yeah. No, it was nice to see her kind of like have that moment of of old school Alice. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for me. And for her, also for her to to. um I guess normalize the magic for Julia to be like it might have come from him, but I felt that it. it's your magic now. It has nothing to do with Reynard anymore, right? And I was like, oh, that's she probably really needed to hear that, that. was really beautiful. exactly
1: yeah. yeah. That was one of yeah, kind of one of the most powerful moments of the show's mm-hmm. her sort of coming to that realization, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's that's really kind of. Everything? Did we cover everything?
2: Uh very, very quickly. Quentin and Poppy trying to break her out of prison. Was hilarious. Oh my gosh! Yeah, posing <laughs> First as the doctors. Of all, both of them are like just innate knowledge of how a mental yes. institution would work, and for the they're, them. Same. <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, then this." And then she's like, "Yeah, is this practical fire? Like, how do you not know this?" And he's like, "What? How many times have you done this?"
3: <laughs> well, I love uh, Felicia Day's delivery, where she's like, "I had a crazy time," and she's like, <laughs> "I was like, that is probably one of the like most cheerful, like nonchalant ways to talk about mental illness. To be like, yeah, I went through this thing.'" It's fine, you know. <laughs> well, like, and I speaking
0: I of that, that scene, everybody should go back and and uh, freeze frame um, on the moment that Poppy is burning the pamphlets. Um, oh. There's a little treat for you there. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Easter egg. okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. now, nice. <laughs> you've probably seen it on Twitter, maybe already, but if not, go see. Go. Don't oh, don't check that. don't, check, do don't check social media. Go go freeze frame. That I, it, I think it's my favorite moment in the episode, but you can only catch it right via, via freeze frame.
1: Now, now one one last thing that that we didn't really cover, and that I don't know if I know a ton about this character, or if I just don't remember or recognize her, but the the woman that that kind of swooped in and bought. Uh, break bills. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. we've
3: seen her. From drafts. under,
1: okay, right, 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 right. Yeah.
3: Also a Eureka alumni. Oh, uh, there
1: you go, there you go. Jamie, we got you guys. And that, yeah, that, that kind of antagonistic relationship between her and the dean, where he's like, you couldn't have even texted me first? Yeah, well, because
3: <laughs> she lied to him. Well, he lied. That was the, the, when we discovered that the fairies are also kind of a part of her... Her house magic, when they have the key. and you see Oh, them. that's right. It was that's, right. House, that's right. her so house that happened, and she got it. the, got it, got it, the got magic it. that... Mm. Are those
2: fairies trapped? Are they... I have questions now, because at first, when I first saw the fairies, I was like, oh, they're like following the crew around, because they know they're getting the keys. Mm.
3: But now that we see the fairy dust, like, you wonder, are I they think, enslaved? I think you were gone, the episode where we talked about how we think that... The, the, that particular family has some type of power over the fairies.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I yeah.
3: have questions now! <laughs> I have to go back and rewatch y'all. That's incredible. <laughs> um... But yeah, that's the last time we saw her. And then earlier in the season when they were first talking about selling it and how she really wanted magic. There you go. Yeah.
1: There you go. There you go. So yeah, just wanted to touch on that. But um, that's it. I think I think that's everything. Josh, thank you so, so yeah. much it's for It's always for so much fun talking about it. So much fun talking about it. Yeah. So about <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. Um, I don't know if we have time. Do we have time to get into predictions? Let's get into predictions.
2: You just click five
1: second predictions. Do we know? No? Yep. Yes. After Buzz yes. TV prediction. The quick ones. <laughs> oh yeah, the quick, quick version. version. You have
0: like an audio tag. <laughs> we have a very, a very quick, quick version. Seven
2: seconds or less. <laughs> Uh now that I know about these fairies in the house, I really feel like uh the fairy queen and her might have some kind of deal. She bought break bills and she was trying really hard to act nonchalant about it. Like, no, don't even worry. Like it could have been so much worse. I'm really doing you a favor without ever saying her intentions for the school. Not I'm trying to save the school. Not I think, you know, hopefully we'll get you back and still like nothing. There's just nothing happening mm. with her. So uh now I think she's part of the fairy plan. But I still don't think the fairies are evil and I have so many questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, what do you think? Um,
3: I think that we're going to have a... Uh, <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have something <laughs> where it's it's more of we're going to see that Fillory isn't exactly what we thought it was and so it's going to kind of be... Margot and Elliot are going to be exposed to what's really been going on in Fillory. Um, okay. Because we just haven't really seen Fillory in a while. We've only seen the castle. Right. So I think that's going to happen. I think I'm really excited for the heist and to see how they're going to uh, get into the library, and I think Penny's gonna run just because I, in that time that I was taking to think about it, I was like, I think Penny's gonna run into trouble when it's time to leave the underworld. And right, so, exactly. Um, yeah.
1: And that's kind of that's sort of what what I was thinking is I feel like something's gonna happen down there, and I feel like for some reason I get this feeling that Benedict isn't gonna make it easy to 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 get this key for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I think that, but I feel like. They're going to go like, all right, give it up. It's time to go. And it's not going to be that easy.
3: Or it might have already been confiscated. Yeah,
1: right, right, right.
3: By the underworld. <laughs> by
1: underworld customs. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, or maybe,
3: maybe everyone in the underworld has touched the key because they're just trying to like handle it, and uh, they end up all being like, you can't get any more death in the underworld. But <laughs> they're all like incredibly morose, right, exactly. <laughs> That's so miserable. Oh my
2: god. Everyone's just trying to kill themselves with yeah, it, yeah, but they're, they're like We're already dead. Endless
3: torture.
1: Right, exactly. Oh man. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about next week's episode. Um, Josh, are you gonna be back? Did we? Did yeah, we talk about I, this? I
0: directed episode twelve, so hopefully I will. Yeah. There you will. go. Yeah. There you so go. go. Again. Josh will be back, back, to be back later to, this to, season to
1: see if any of your predictions came true. Or exactly. Not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right Which right I may there. or may not know. <laughs> exactly but but you guys thank you so so much for joining us remember if you're on YouTube leave us a thumbs up leave us a comment we want to talk to you talk to us about the magicians we've got the live chat going on right now you guys are awesome we love seeing your guys's theories and and your guys's hot takes on, on everything um, so yeah thumbs up comment if you're on iTunes download comment review subscribe rate five stars if you're nasty all that good stuff uh, just find us find us on social media with that being said guys where can they find you you
3: can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow
2: hey guys I'm Joelle Monique you can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique every week at blackgirlnerds.com and this Monday on Heroes over at
1: Collider there you go and nice. hey, wait 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 real quick Andy can you hit us with that sweet sweet outro music it just doesn't feel the same without it there you go. Right there. Now, Joshua Butler, <laughs> where can I find you?
0: Find me everywhere except Snapchat at the Joshua Butler. <laughs> I still don't understand Snapchat. Sorry. No Snapchat. Well, especially right now.
1: Especially when you I don't get it.
0: No Snapchat. No Snapchat. But everywhere else. <laughs> The Joshua
1: Butler. <laughs> yeah, find yeah, him yeah. online. Uh, you guys can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. This is the only show I'm doing right now. Um, I know I saw an Omnic girl in, in the chat, so find me on PlayStation Network. Let's play some Overwatch. Uh, Ty Matthews PMA. And if you like pro wrestling, find me on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Saturdays. Everyone loves pro wrestling. Get some in your life. But for us, we'll be right back here, same time, same channel, next week, talking season three, episode eight of The Magicians. Yes. But until then, peace. <laughs>